Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. We are heading into the home stretch of 2023, whether we are ready or not. While there can be feelings of overwhelm and gee, only one month left, I hope you turn your focus to the plethora of all you have accomplished and learned and how you've helped even one lucky soul to have a bit better life. As I look back, while hardly the smoothest of years for me, to put it lightly, I'm very happy to have launched not one, but two programs to help people speak up skillfully and authentically. And my LinkedIn learning course can be completed in under an hour. It's leadership communication in the flow of work, applicable to all levels. And you can find it on my LinkedIn profile. And I couldn't be more thrilled that Say I Skillfully 101, a brand new offering is a great compliment and a deeper dive into the key skills to help you speak up positively and productively, even in your most challenging conversations. So you can email hello at sayitskillfully.com for me, and uh, I can give you more information. So I am thrilled that we have a great lineup of callers in store for you. And I'm going to head up to Montreal in Canada and welcome Chris. Chris, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Thanks, Molly. Uh, greatly appreciate the opportunity to be on the show today. Yeah, I appreciate you. And I'm really curious, what conversation is on your mind? So I've got a challenging situation. Um, I've recently started taking over my grandmother's finances, um, which is a new challenge for me emotionally and responsibly, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, the company um, holding the majority of my grandmother's investments has been very taxing to deal with. Um, for example, it took months um, to recognize power of attorney. The financial advisor assigned to the account disappeared without notice. And, you know, it took me weeks, um, possibly months of chasing to get a new one, that kind of thing. Um, a new one was finally assigned, um, and this is getting to the crux of my question. Um, they've been slow to respond, uh, but they do respond. Um, they don't seem to pay attention to the emails I send, which means I have to repeat things on calls with them. Um, and they, they're constantly making mistakes. I'm not sure if it's their fault, um, but the company and or they, they are making lots of mistakes with monetary things, things I would have expected them to, you know, not make mistakes on. Um, so, so that's my challenge is uh, I want to work with this person, this new uh, financial advisor, because they do respond. It's better than what I had before. Um, but I also want to, you know, highlight that I'm extremely disappointed, you know, with their and or the company's performance, but in a way um, that helps improve the relationship, hopefully um, get better results out of this. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, kudos to your family for you for, for jumping in and helping. So um, that's really admirable and um, I know it. sometimes it might be no good deed goes unpunished, Chris, so <laughs> know yeah. that it is appreciated <laughs> in ways big and small. So I really um, 
I really appreciate you bringing this up. I'm actually, you know, dealing with sort of kinds of things with friends and all, and I've heard this a lot. And so I'd, I'd hark back to first your own just grounding in yourself and your own relationship with it. And so just share with folks, you know, what comes up for you when you think about this new financial advisor? Like, what are the feelings that come up for you? Um, unfortunately, all negative <laughs> anger and frustration, right? Um, part of it isn't this person's fault. Uh, it's because I've been going through this with months with the company and I still seem, you know, every, every step I try to take, I seem to have to take two steps back and then start again. Um, that, that's kind of where I'm coming at. And I know that um, in my own mind, I need to try to address that anger because it's not productive, right? I want to show up without anger. I want to show up with um, the willingness to work together yeah, uh, to try to find a solution. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So number one for listeners, this notion of awareness and not making ourselves wrong or bad, totally legit to be angry and frustrated. And it's just important to name it. We are not our emotions, so they're not taking us over. And Chris, I'm hearing, yes, you don't you don't really want to feel that way. I love that you just noticed that it's not their fault, right? And they're probably mm -hmm. doing the best that they can. So that is just a moment of maturity to take a deep inhale, deep exhale, because in the spirit of what's really going to serve, you know, the, this state and, and your relatives and everything, you you just want to be as neutral as you can. And so I just want to offer folks, right. it can feel like, you know, but I deserve to be met. You're absolutely right. You deserve to be angry and frustrated. And that's totally great. And that's not going to help the situation. <laughs> so I think letting ourselves get over that is super. So number one, awesome on that. And then I do want to acknowledge that you're you're saying that it's not that person's fault says a lot for that. Um, so I could, let's just call this person um, Max. Uh, it, well, as it a male or female person you're dealing with, Chris? It, it male. Male, okay, we'll call it Max, okay? So I think your idea is, I think the idea of current state and future state, we can say we want to have a, an awesome relationship with the person, which is what I'm hearing you say, because you really mm -hmm. want to be able to work with them. But it's important to understand that where we are. And I also think it's important for, you know, you, what I'm hearing from you is you really want to partner with the person, right? So you might say, hey, mm -hmm. Max, right, Max, I, you know, you can just say, I appreciate you jumping in and you've been responding to me and I really, I'm just grateful for that, right? What I'd like to do is take a step back because we're in this for a while and I really want the two of us to have a great relationship. I don't want to be annoying to you. And I know that you're trying to do the best you can. Mm -hmm. So I'll pause there, right? So that kind of gives you a level set. And if there's no, I mean, I didn't perceive any negativity. Did you perceive any negativity out of that? No. No, that's okay. good. Yeah, super neutral, calm, right? And say, you know, before we even get going, I, I, I'm wondering how you got into this line of work. And the idea of spending a little time, because these folks, if you can imagine, are getting bombarded. I want this. I want that. This number is not right. So they mm -hmm. may never have a chance to feel heard themselves. Mm. So that could be an opportunity to say, you know, I'm not trying to, to um, you know, pry, but you can just say, if you don't mind me asking, I am curious, how did you get into this role? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then that that's what I would call creating connection and relating. And that I would, you know, when people ask me that, they show interest in me and that's a good thing. Okay. 
So that <laughs> talks about the personal. They may ask you, you share some things, right? And then it gets into, you know, here's the thing. And I just want us to be clear with where we are and our end goal. And, you know, this is a little bit of a business meeting, right? So what are our objectives? Mm -hmm. This is what we'd like to have happen. And let me just be upfront with you because if I'm ever a little bit short or cross with you, I just need you to understand that this is what I've gone through. So you're able to be wholehearted and share. So you feel like you've been heard, but not in a way that's right. Right. And that's important because that's, I think, helping you feel fully self-expressed. You're not holding it in, creating resentment. So it's important for people to get it kind of off their chest, if you will. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I think you think about Max. Okay. So Max, here's, you know, just maybe there's a few key things, but just align, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm giving you everything you're going to need. Here's some things that I see is, and say, can we agree on all this? And, you know, I can document it in email, but then you can start to work it, if you will, like you might at business, but, you know, and how can I be helpful to you? I imagine you're bombarded with so many clients, blah, 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 right? And mm -hmm. start to kind of work it that way. So let me pause. I've said a lot. What's landing for you? Um, I, I think the key, uh, or at least one of the key things I was definitely missing is the create connection. Um, my mindset is, you know, this person's here to address my business needs with his company. I, you know, I didn't want to, again, didn't want to be angry with them, uh, but I also wasn't thinking on the opposite side of, let's, let's take a moment, let's create a connection here, um, because that'll help us, you know, with the work that we need to do. Yeah, and the thing is the, um, you know, maybe share a little bit of, of, for me, in your background, some people you know, like for example, salespeople grow up in a very relational way. They're constantly, do you go golfing? They're talking about kids. And for some people, it might even be prying, right? That's their normal. Mm. Was that part of in business? Um, is that something that you've done more or less of? Because that might be interesting for you to think about your own context and what informs how you, you know, how, how relational you are or not. Yeah, um, I'm in information technology. So um, my go-to is here's the facts, here's the ask, you know, point, 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 uh, let's get it done. <laughs> That's my default. Um, so, you know, not, not kind of opening up, taking a step back, you know, asking, asking the um, more personable questions is definitely yeah, yeah. me. <laughs> There's, there, yeah. this is, it's all good. And we're not just for folks listening. Molly is not saying one needs to become, you know, 180 degrees um, different. The opportunity for folks is expanding the range of how you relate because at times other folks respond better if, if we're a bit more relational. Some people you can tell, da, 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 da. you can even call out, hey, I see you're very to the point, matter of fact. Let's get right to it. You could notice that. But for some folks, mm. right, that that they may appreciate the break. So your ability, if you're not sure, it's fine to, to ask, right? Mm. Because I think that the other thing is lots of times I see people assuming things in relationship, which is generally not going to go so well. So I would just offer, you know, it just, you know, it's, and I was in IT. Believe me, I, I am a geek at heart, so I'm really... <laughs> more empathetic than I might seem on this. So um, I just want to offer that that's a real 
opportunity for you to think about it in a way that I'm still being the authentic Chris for sure, Mm -hmm. but I'm expanding that I'm able to meet people perhaps where they are and in doing so get to better outcomes. Right. Um, So talk to me about how you think you might go about this next call with Max. Um, A lot of, a lot of the stuff, um, that we need to do has already been expressed in email. So I think, I think I'll probably start by taking a step back, um, you know, acknowledging the effort, acknowledging that he's been, you know, I'm sure he's busy. Um, but you know, these are the concerns that I see. Um, and I'm hoping that we can work on them together. And of course, in that, <laughs> maybe take a step back and ask that question. I, I think it was a pretty good question. You know, how did you get started? Um, cause I, I actually am curious. I think he's got a bachelor's in, um, I can't remember what, I think a bachelor's in science of some kind, and he's doing financial advisor work. So I've actually been curious about that in the back of my head. Yeah, I love that. So this is giving yourself permission. And I know the IT, Chris, is like, get it done, get it done. Right? So you have to know, <laughs> I don't have time to waste, get it done. Just know that, you know, at the end of the day, it really is our relationships that fuel us, you know, through life's toughest times. It really is right at the end of the day. And so mm-hmm. know that even though it may, you know, maybe it might feel a little superfluous at the end of the day, that human connection is really what, what it's all about. And I want to offer that that ability to do the open-ended short questions and then kind of bite your lip and just let see, let it flow. That also might be, because I think in, in IT, you're like, okay, A and then B and then B and then C. And, you know, you never know what Max says. Yeah, absolutely. That happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens. Okay. So on a yep. scale of one to 10, how comfortable are you, Chris, in having the conversation with Max? Um, I'll say seven, which is a significant upgrade from the four or five <laughs> before our chat. So thank you for that. You're very welcome. If it were, were to be an eight, what would you think would make it a little bit feeling more confident? Um, I think it depends on, um, in my mind, how Max responds. Um, you know, if he's, if he, you know, takes a step back with me and discusses his, you know, how he got into financial advising and things like that, I think that would um, that would improve things or something similar. Great, that's awesome. So let's plan. Let's say Max is caught so off guard that you're perceiving that Max isn't so open. Cause I think this is what sometimes people don't think about it. It doesn't go that well. Mm. So if, if you see that in Max, right? Might, it might be, oh, Max, not trying to pry. You can even blame me, right? I brought this up with a friend. <laughs> I would blame me, I would blame me in an instant. I brought this up with a friend and, it, and she helped me realize, you know, I kind of been railroading, bulldozing away at all this work. And I didn't really have time to ask about you. Okay. And that might be shocking. I mean, when I get in taxis, I always say hello to the taxi cab driver. And then I'll say, hey, how are you? And I'll, more times than not, they're like, they kind of are pausing. They're like, you're asking me how I am. You're not barking, get to 72nd and 5th and go this way. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, so just to give you a chance to feel good about the fact that you can't control how they respond for sure but there is a way for you to create more opening and that you are empowered to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Okay. Okay. We'll ask, we'll just wrap with one top takeaway from our chat. We covered a lot. 
um, take a step back, um, build, you know, think about the relationship. Nice. Nice. I am cheering for you, my friend. You are a big part of the solution and you know how to reach me. So let me know if I can be more help and keep me posted on the progress. Okay. You take good care. You too, Molly. Thanks. Ciao. Ciao. Bye, Chris. Okay. That's so great. Um, now we're heading to the big apple actually. And I am thrilled to welcome Anwar. Anwar, welcome to say it skillfully. Hey, Molly. Thank you for having me. Excited. Thank you for making time. And I am, of course, very curious what the challenging chat is on your mind. Yeah, so uh, this is a discussion we've had before and something that's important to me. Uh, I'm early in my career and I'm about to make a, uh, or I'm coming to a decision where uh, that could be the jumping point of my career. And that's uh, pretty much the conversion in my apprenticeship. So the time is coming up to have the discussion about whether or not I'm going to be converted and continue with this company that I'm working at. And uh, if I am, then it'll be a huge jump start to my career. And uh, I'll be able to, you know, be able to financially uh, cover and help out in my family. And so this is a very important discussion for me to have. Awesome. Thanks for leaning into this. And I appreciate your continued focus on it. So let me ask you, how, how do you feel you've been doing? Well, I, I think in my opinion, I've had a very bumpy start, which was due to circumstances out of my control. Uh, but after we settled everything, uh, I was able to pick up and start and, and you know, uh, deliver. I feel like I was able to deliver a lot so far, and I still have some time as well to deliver some more. And I think I've been delivering, um, well, we did a performance review. They said that I've delivered to their expectations. So I think I'm doing good so far, and I just have to keep going uh, until the end of this apprenticeship. Okay. And is there anything that's come up in the review that were areas that they particularly highlighted? These were super, or these were areas that we want you to grow in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I think for me, the main thing that I have to work on, and I know this, is uh, delivering things uh well, on a better timing, uh, they understand that I am a new, um, so I'm learning, I'm in a, in a state where I'm still learning a lot of these things for the first time. So it may take me a little bit more time. And I also have a lot of technologies, which I'm still learning and uh, it will take time to really be a master at them or even sufficient. And so it may take a little bit more time than someone who's already a full-fledged software engineer. And so I take a little bit longer than others. And my goal is to, over time, become more efficient so that I can deliver on a better uh, timing. And then that way I can do more uh, over the week. Okay, great. So um, that I know, because I'm not a software engineer. I wish I were, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. 
So is this, when you have to learn new technologies, is that on your time? And would you say you're a fast learner? I mean, how are you in picking up these new skills? Yeah. So it's usually, uh, they'll give you a time period uh, when like you have to learn something. Uh, so for example, when I joined, they were working with certain technologies, Angular, Spring Boot that I had not worked with before. And so I had to learn those and they gave me a couple months to really like learn and understand them. And then afterwards, it's a matter of learning as you go because there will be other things that you will have to work with that you've never seen before. And so you'll learn them as you go. Me particularly, I struggle to learn things if I don't have the guidance. And that was something that I struggled on this team. Uh, I couldn't find someone to really be that mentor for me. And so I had to look outside of my team to find one. Once I was able to find people that could help me, I excel at learning very quickly once I have that mentorship. I can pick up things and then I don't ask the same questions twice. Love it. Okay, way to go. I love hearing that. And um, so that's kudos to you. And I am really proud of you for reaching out for the mentoring because people have to ask for what you need. Okay, folks, people can't read our minds. And um, your pro being proactive with that, I think is a really good sign. So help us with the process. Is there, a, are you scheduling a meeting because you want a checkpoint? Just tell, help us figure out how you want to grease the skids here. Is there a set point that they're going to meet with you? What's your strategy? Okay, so uh, like you, I don't know much about the process. I'm new to even the corporate world, right? I, I, I'm someone who came into this from an opportunity outside of the normal pathway that people usually go, which is usually college into the corporate world. I uh, tried the college route, didn't work out for me. And so I, I knew that I still love software engineering and that you could find a career within software engineering without a college degree. So I continued to learn on my own and that allowed me to learn a lot of the technical aspects because you can just YouTube that and learn a lot of it. But when it comes to the professional development, it was something that I didn't have a lot of opportunity to practice. And so I'm kind of learning as I go. But from what I've heard that they have certain timelines of budgeting for teams. And so I know that the upcoming January is a time, I mean, right now they're already creating the budgets and they're probably having discussions about who to keep, who not to keep. And so I want to start having this conversation uh, now so that by the time that they have to uh, decide who's staying, who's not, they'll be able to know that I'm someone that's worth keeping and someone that they do want to keep. Love it. Okay. So proactive. I love the intentionality. You go. Talk to me about, do you have one boss? Who do you report to? Help me with who's, who are your touch points? Right. So I have a couple certain people that I report to. So directly on the team that I'm working on is one manager, but the manager that I'm uh, hired under is another one uh, from a different team who I switched from right because they didn't have the opportunity for me to do software engineering so i'm technically reporting to one manager on a different team and then her boss is the one who's going to be um bringing this up to higher ups i'm assuming to decide whether or not i will be staying okay so, so there's two of them that i i, I currently 
communicate with that are the main ones who will probably be proactive in my in my side. Awesome. Okay, that's great. I love that. One, so the one thing I would just say at the get-go is that one's own enthusiasm and belief is where it starts. And I love mm-hmm. that you tried the college. It wasn't for you. And we all know mm-hmm. we don't have to go to college, although I think sometimes that that's gotten as a bit of a standard that people are realizing isn't necessarily the case. So to me, you represent uh, a great diversity to the workforce for coming in the way you came. I would look at that as a strength. Now, some people might not, but I'm just saying that is possibly a way for you to also think about some of the things that are unique about you in addition to how you deliver the work that would help create more robust, more diverse teams. Because that is something that in the corporate world, people want to be able to you know, create a broad you know, mix of people working well together. So mm-hmm. I would just offer for you to think about the things, the way that you think, the way that you work, where you come from can be real assets. It's up to you to be able to articulate them uh, in that way. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. That does. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think also in a corporate setting, you know, people have to get the work done. Um, but also there's this notion of having, you know, teams that work well together, that help each other, that support each other. So there's, those are those, some of those kind of intangibles. Some places may not value that. So I'm not saying where that where you are does, but I just would mm-hmm. also offer for you to think about also the broader way that you contribute and the example that you could be for future people because those right. to me are not minor they're not, not minor things and it takes a lot of courage so i want to give you a lot of credit for going out on a limb because other people might have said well you know i'm not going to college i can't be a software engineer but you didn't do that right you were able to yeah. go in find courses so that's awesome and i'm not saying get over your skis Thank and you. be arrogant okay you're not hearing that but i do want you to give yourself credit because i'm very proud of you for doing that that's a big deal Thank you, Molly. I appreciate that. Right. So think about this. I think there's two things. One is I'm hearing, you just want to understand the process, which is really education. Mm-hmm. And I think in the ability to set your the goal of a conversation, say, hey, I'm reaching out. I have you know, loved working here. I love working for you, whatever is authentic. And say, you know, I really am keen to understand the process and I'll be very transparent. This is a very, 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 very big deal to me right? There's a lot on the line for me. I'm here to do absolutely everything I can so that I can launch my career because I'm super excited about the future. Something that's authentic about like what you're standing for and and why you really care. And I think that being genuine about that just helps people appreciate where you, where you really are. And, you know, you're not blowing smoke. This is a very big deal. And here's why it's a very big deal so that they understand that. Right. So just help me with the process. And mm-hmm. once you get educated, you just want to understand the process. So this is what I'm hearing. Confirm these are the dates, et cetera. Right. Great. Okay. So that might be one conversation. It might be the same. And then say, look at, we've had a performance review. I want to get a handle on everything I can be doing. Is there anything that I'm not doing that I should be doing? You know, and you can make it light, right? Just saying, look at, I want no stone unturned. What mm. can I do, right? To make sure that I'm top of the list so that I can make the conversion. Right. Right. Now you might say, well, you don't want to sound desperate. Correct. You don't want to sound desperate. You want to sound enthusiastic and confident. And so you want to sense, 
ah, Manwar, unbelievable. You've done everything you can. Great. Or if there's a little hesitation, okay, I'm sensing a little hesitation. I want you to be really honest with me, right? If you're in my shoes, you would want your boss to be honest with you, right? Help me. What can I be doing? Because you want to be, you want to have an accurate understanding, right? You don't want to be in one place and the boss in another place. So you want to mm. give that boss the chance to be really open and honest. Okay. Okay. All right. So now let's take a step back. Talk to me. Are you, how would you set up the first meeting? Let's, let's, let's uh, replay this, how you'd actually go about doing it. All right. So I believe the first thing that's important is to work up the ladder. So I'll set up the meeting with my direct manager who over the time has become my professional development mentor. And so she's been very amazing and she helps me in, in a lot of professional settings, teaching me the rules and regulations of corporate world and how to navigate that. And so we've developed a good uh, relationship and I'm confident with the conversation that we're going, we're going to have. And so I'll start with her and we'll have that conversation about uh, how the process goes and what questions I should be asking. Um, I'll ask her about how the process goes and sh hopefully she'll be able to explain it to me so, so that I understand it. And then we'll see where things go from there. And then I'm thinking I move up and sp speak to her boss, which I've also developed a relationship with. And I've asked him to be something that I learned a while back is you have a mentor and then you have a, I'm forgetting the term, a sponsor. And so I asked him to be my sponsor and he had agreed as well. Uh, and so with that relationship that we've built, I'll, I'll be able to talk with him and hopefully have his backing as well. And the only person who I haven't met with would be his boss. And so I think that's someone that I need to make a meeting with and develop a relationship before that time comes so that he has an understanding of who I am uh, on a personal level and a professional level. Uh, and that way he can make a better informed decision when the time comes. That's great. That's great. Cause I have two follow ons. As you're talking about this, are you smiling? Um, maybe a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so listen, I can, you have a chuckle. This may feel like a heavy topic. This is the deal. It's you're creating opportunity. So I'm not saying okay. be giggly about it, okay? But if you are optimistic, energized, positive, that's a great feeling, yeah? Yeah. So go in with that. So we think about what puts you in that state because you know, if I'm talking to you know, a person coming up the ranks and they're like bounding up and they're super energized and they're positive and they're smiling, right? That is one, just a great environment. And two, that tends to convey a level of self-assuredness. Yeah, right. that's a good, that's a good vibe. So I just want to encourage you I and feel like a lot of line, but this is the deal. You be you, no, there's no one else you're going to be, be you, right? And you're open. I can sense that you're open. You don't sound like you're ahead of your skis, you know? And so lean in with that. And that can be a very subtle, intangible advantage. Um, that I find many people don't realize that they have. Okay. Now right. talk to me about your sponsor's boss and how you might go about uh, creating that relationship. Right. 
So my sponsor's boss, he actually is a huge advocate for the program that I came into the company through, right? So he's actually a very important part of the relationship between the company and that program that I joined through. And so I have a a talking point, a way in already. And so I think what I'll be doing is setting up a one-on-one and then having the conversation of, yes, I work under you directly and I'm from this program and I just wanted to learn more about, um, well, your story first. I want to know how he got to where he is. That's something that I've brought to a lot of the networking uh, meetings that I've had. And it seems successful in building genuine relationships because you're actually asking that person about themselves and how they got where they are. And then at the same time, learning a lot about how to navigate your career from their experience. You know, I tend to ask them what mistakes they learn from. And so this opens up the conversation, makes it easy for uh, both of us to have a normal conversation and get to know each other really well. And I think uh, I'll bring that in and then see where that conversation goes. Great. Now, I know that in corporations, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, sometimes there's a hierarchy. So would this be something that you'd let your manager and then your sponsor give them a heads up that, you know, one of the, you know one of the things they never actually talk to XYZ, and I'd love to have a chance to, so I was going to reach out and give a heads up. Um, so I'm just wondering if you if you've thought about that. Honestly, I have not had to do that before. I've met with people on his level, and I've honestly walked up to some of them and just said, "Hey, I would like to have a meeting." And they were completely uh, they were completely cool with just setting up a time. They're like, "Hey, just hit up my uh, assistant, and we'll set some time up." Usually it takes a while because, you know, they're very busy people. Yeah. Uh, some of them were by chance, but I've never had to really go through the hierarchy. I think this company is very uh, re- relaxed and you can really have a conversation with anyone. Just make sure that they have the time for it and, you know, organize that time. That's great. That's great. Sounds like you know your landscape. For listeners, and it's not about asking for permission at all, but it can be a nice heads up. Because sometimes people, if one's talking to one's boss, some people can get a little, you know, aware or they just want to be able to be supportive. And so that way Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, so-and-so reached out to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. They let me know. Super duper. So it's not so much, it's not asking for permission, but it can be useful. It's just a transparency, uh, courtesy, for example, you know, so again, I'm not advocating. It's just something to consider for folks. Hmm. That's a good point, actually. Um, I never thought about it that way. I can definitely bring it up in the conversations with um, with my other um, mentors and my sponsor and then see what they say based off of this since I haven't used this uh, way before. Yeah, it's all it's all good. You're you know, I can I think that the other thing I would offer is I would say in my life, naivete has served me well. Because I've just tried to do the right thing. And people have known that, right? So I would, you know, I would be shocked if anyone thought that by talking to so-and-so you were undermining or anything like that. But this is a really great, great learning opportunity. I'm very proud of you for just even thinking about it because most people blindly go through and just kind of are a little bit reactive. So I want to give you a lot of credit for just kind of stepping back and saying, okay, 
right? What do I want to do here? How do I think about how other people are going to feel? Um, and how at the end of the day, right, do you do you create great opportunity so that you can do well, but also for your organization? So, I mean, that's all good, Anwar. Um, Okay, my friend, we've talked about a lot. So I'm going to take a pause and ask you for your top takeaway from our chat. Um, I, for sure, I definitely think that these are conversations that I need to set up immediately. Uh, and I, I know how I'm going to approach it now. It's going to be from the closest person up until uh, I get to the person who's going to make the decision about my uh, future steps. And then I'm going to come in and be myself and bring that positivity and that uh, confidence that I know that I have and hopefully will convince them uh, that I'm someone that they need on their team. Awesome. I am cheering for you. Okay. You are bringing a big smile to my face. I think you're a great example for others like you about creating your, um, your way forward. So you just know that I'm here for you. And if I can be helpful in any way, you let me know you are a big part of the solution, my friend. Okay. You take good care. Thank you so much. You have a good one. Yep, you too. Okay, we are hopping over to the Atlanta area, and I am thrilled to be welcoming Ugi to the show. Ugi, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hey, Molly. How are you? Very happy to be with you. I am thrilled that we're finally chatting, my friend, so I appreciate you making time. Absolutely. And I'm, you know, tell us uh, what conversation situation is on your mind. Yeah, so I have too many, you know, it's kind of confusing what I was doing, you know, like my mental, my mental is from yesterday, you know, but I think like, like important one, you know, that maybe just focusing on one is how can I come back to some people, you know, that I, I had on my network on the past and, and bring the conversation that, that, hey, I think I could be a good candidate to be a board member. You know, how can I be a, a board member in a capacity? Because, you know, some of the people of my network, you know, in addition to nonprofits, they run, you know, different business and corporations. And some of those board memberships are paid, you know. So since I was I was a board member on different, you know, nonprofits, I would like to bring the conversation, you know, to become a, a paid board member, you know, or to have a, you know, in advisory capacity, you know, to to corporations. So that should be my thought, no? That's a great one, Ugi. I appreciate yeah. you bringing that up. And I'm serving on a few nonprofit and private sector boards. I would say it's a very fulfilling role to play and yeah. that, you know, finding the right fit takes some work. So I think that it is a very relational thing and, and understanding what the board is what they're looking for um kind of their needs right. and aligning on the needs that they have and also the visions of the organization because it's very to me it's very important to be aligned at like what's the organization all about and so i think that the i would say homework yeah. or research mm -hmm. is a really important phase i think the first thing like you said is just putting it out there to your network and I don't know, do you have particular you have particular entities that you, off the top of your head, you're like, these are the ones I'd like to focus on, or are you in a more general state? No, I think I have a particular ones. You know, I have like a list of, you know, 
organizations that that are you know on my network and also they are like in a driving distance you know that i could be joining you know driving 25 minutes you know 45 minutes i could be joining on person you know so so yeah i have like a you know like a list of six or five so i don't know what should be the number of uh like, like my target should i start with 10 and then move to another one. Should I start with one? You know, so I, I follow you, lead. But yeah, I have I have some organizations on my on my head. You know, universities, uh, government entities. You know, so I would like to join, not as a volunteer, because there are several, you know, hundreds of volunteer opportunities. But I would like to join as an advisor, as a as a paid consultant. You know, so I would like to move the conversation from all the volunteer work to a, to a, you know, a nice, you know, consulting gigs. Well, if it's a more of a consulting and paid, I think Ugi, it really is about the need and then your ability to add value. And so mm -hmm. that's to me twofold. One is understanding and, and having, you know, the previous caller had something about sponsors, right? Having someone in the organization who vouches for you, who knows mm -hmm. you, like the boards that I'm on, we're always looking, who do you know? Because you want to have the skills, but you also want to have some sense of who the person is. Right. So if you have a list of organizations, you might start with like, who do I know who's in there? Okay. And I call it informational okay. interviewing. So you're not pitching yourself. You're just saying, hey, I'm, I'm interested in the organization and I'm wondering about X and just learn about them because you want, you want to find something that's the right fit, right? Okay. So being neutral and finding out, learning about the organization Getting someone to be, hey, Oogie, you're amazing. I see your passion for this. I could see it being a fit. That's really important, right? And so, I, so that's just, I think that's actually fun to just learn about the organizations and what they're really all about, but in a very objective way, because at the end of the day, you know, you have limited time and you want to be able to be with the right group. Yeah. And then the other part of that, Oogie, is, okay, what are the skills and the value add that you offer right. and being really clear. Mm -hmm. And again, for different organizations, there may be different parts of your yes. experience that you highlight and oh. then figuring out, you know, what what the, the fit is. And I know that no one like likes to be sold, right? So that I, the ability to understand the needs and then see if there's a fit, you know, okay. that's kind of the dance. I see, I see. So first informational, you know, connect with the people that I am aware of. Besides informational, you know, I pretty much I wanna get, you know, some uh, some opportunities to learn more names or to or to get some introductions, no? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I think you wanna be able to actually feel like, you know, you're you're getting to know some people there because you you also wanna feel like you it's a good fit for you. I mean, there's a lot of good organizations. It doesn't mean they're all a good fit. For us to work in, right? Okay. So it's just there's no good or bad or right or wrong judgment on that part. It's just whether it's a, a fit for Oogie and vice right. versa, you know. And then I think that that hopefully, you know, you start to realize, well, they're they are or they are not in the sweet spot. Um, and then you know, for for my sake, just help me with what are some of the areas of expertise you would like to help with? Yeah, so I would say like I would like to bring. There's like a couple products, you know, a couple services that I think I could bring some value. Like the one that nobody buys on Fortel is like diversity, you know. So diversity, that was a, 
a service that my friends will bring, you know, and it will take them forever to bring some value. So I move away a little bit about diversity, but yeah, I will bring diversity as well as a, as an IT and artificial intelligence. You know, artificial intelligence, I think that's a great skill, you know, automation, you know, so maybe customize a little bit of the flavor between, I, don't, I think people want to learn more, more about technology and risk than diversity, you know? So diversity, I should be like, should be the last one. Understanding risk and understanding automation and what's another one? Like uh, there's something called generative AI that that's a skill that I started to develop over the last three years that are interesting for people, you know? So from me offering and my friends offering multicultural services, you know, some of them, you know, got tired, got old, myself, you know, kind of move away from that. And, you know, trying to be in a space that, that is had, you know? So from that, you know, maybe we can try to, I can try to come back to diversity, but uh, yeah, like, like uh, automation, AI, you know, th things of that nature, I think I could bring value to organizations. Yeah. So this is, those are great topics. And I have to say, I was on a board, we were talking about it as well. I right. think the opportunity would be given an, an organization is how do you get the double click one level down, Ugi, on the type of risk, the type of automation, how they are or are not thinking about IEI because they're very big and fluffy and it could right. seem sort of general. Of course. Okay. So to the extent as you start to understand what some of the business needs are, I think that there's an opportunity to 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 get down into a level of detail that feels like it's um, more not not quantified necessarily in numbers, but that they can see an impact, right? Right, because I think that that's so that's where I think understanding how they're approaching it, um, what they see their needs are, is there something that you're a fit for, is really yeah. important because otherwise I think it can feel a little bit general. Of course, yeah. So so it needs to be about the specific. Uh... A specific risks or identify like a specific needs that they they start to worry or they see as a threat that could be could be an opportunity to bring us on the conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And I want to offer. Sometimes people feel like, well, but I do a lot of things, and I get it. The thing is, if it's too general at the start, people kind of take away. They don't take away any particular thing. So right. understanding a specific area that you have expertise that you're unique at that you can solve for. Right. helps make it very real and concrete. Of and then, then, right, you can talk about other things, but if one goes in with a laundry list and nothing that's quite, that isn't, is pinpointed, it's of hard course. for people to make a decision on, right? You're like, well, we really like this person, but they, we don't really know what the an end state might be. And that means focusing a bit. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah, yeah focusing a, a really big one, yeah. How about diversity? How, is that uh, any advice to bring diversity, you know, at, at any capacity, you know, as a paid consultant, even as a volunteer, how would you bring diversity to organizations? Any advice? So this is a, you know, a, 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 I don't know, million dollar word. And I think the research shows that having more diverse teams, and I would say in the broadest sense, people, places, ideas, experiences, you know, brings better solutions. Right. Everyone gets that. So check, right? I think the opportunity is just understanding where an organization is in their diversity and to what, ex you know, what they're looking for and making a fit. I think just kind of 
broadcasting it isn't so interesting, Ugi. I think that ability to see where people are and to to see if they value it and then complement, you know, your heritage is one area. You may have other cognitive or other diversity. So I think about it pretty broadly and I would again think about it in a um, a specific way, not kind of, you know, I use this, not that you're doing this, but flinging the word around, you know, because I think that that's right. So I think it's, it's, it's just good to, to ask people what they actually think about that, right. And how do they consider it? Um, and I guess if I were to ask you, what are some of the ways that you think you add diversity to teams? Yeah. So I would say like the previous, uh, guess that you have, you know, I'm a self-learner, you know, so so I can learn, you know, with a different different uh, cognitive model, you know. So the other ones is, of course, you know, having a, I think, like a multicultural background and belonging to the neuro neurodiversity community, you know, brings a different kind of solutions, you know. So I think, for instance, if somebody like myself, you know, I'm a obsessive compulsive person. I'm a, what's the other one that I didn't mention, you know, a highly positive, a highly, highly sensitive person, give you a different skill to, to understand, to understand empathies and to understand risk, you know, in any organization, you know, so I think that could be like interesting to, to bring value to the, to any organization, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned to me, which I appreciate you being open about the attention deficit. And I think being upfront about that and, and offering how best for people to work with you is yeah. also a really great thing. So I think that, again, I think that that's something to help educate people. Do you have familiarity with this? Yes or no. And uh, could I offer this? And here's something that I think I could add. I think that's also a really, really great opportunity and we can't assume that people do or don't and so i think your ability to be comfortable and having the conversation is huge you were great with me because we were organizing you joining and you were just really helping me saying look at i need to be reminded i need this you know and so whatever it is that you need to do your best work ugi it's really great that you are able to ask for it and i think this could be this could be applied for another community so for instance uh you know, what I was mentioning, you know, uh, this could be applied for the, for the elder community, you know, the people who are elder are not completely digital, you know, so, so not everybody, you know, knows how to send texts or, you know, they don't have access to, you know, to emails, you know, so when there was the COVID or any, any chapters, you know, like you have the people who are elders who are not completely digital, you have the low income, you know, like different communities that have, have like different levels of uh, digitalizations and this apply to, you know, to the way that other people consume information, you know, so people who, you know, have problems to read may need to have, you know, a website that, you know, that reads the text, you know, and, and the same thing for people who, you know, read slowly, you know, so I think there's a, a lot of skills that can help organizations to communicate to a broader audience. Not because they want to serve, because that, that that's the need. You know, if you want to be serving the elders, you know, you need to have a different different format to communicate. You know, but that being said, that I'm extremely curious. Since you're on South Carolina and I'm on Georgia, I'm extremely curious about your experience. You know, and you know how you 
live and bring diversity and bring, you know, like a big ideas to South Carolina, which I think in Georgia, you know, we have something. We have great corporations that see the future, but other ones, you know, that they live on the path, you know, so I would love to, yeah, you know, to well, work, yeah. We'll have to continue that at a future date. I appreciate you bringing up some of these gaps, Ugi, and that's a great space for you to play in, to bring technology um, to those that it's new, right? They're neophytes, and it can be very scary and daunting uh, for elders, for people with some kinds of disabilities to be able to access, and I can hear your passion on that. So that's a great focus area for you. Um, My friend, we will continue the conversation. We have to wrap right now. So I just want to thank you for making time and joining me and being part of the solution. I love your energy and enthusiasm and we'll continue the conversation uh, in the future, okay? Absolutely. Thank you. I enjoy being with you. Thank you. Yeah, you take care. Bye, Yogi. Bye-bye. Thank you. Ah, okay. Doesn't get any better. What a bright light. Okay. I have one thought for the week from my friend Vabav Bhatt. You can't go back and change the beginning but you can start where you are and change the ending. And lastly, my heartfelt appreciation to all the super amazing souls who make this show possible. Voice America team, the bright light, Eric Patton, who's behind the scenes of every episode and a driving force for Say It Skillfully. And that is a wrap, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your top takeaways. And no, I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality, essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Homelessness is solvable. Communities are proving it. And it begins by understanding that we can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. The U.S. spends billions each year responding, but it's clear more resources alone aren't enough to solve this complex problem. Community Solutions is a nonprofit working alongside 105 U.S. communities, proving it is possible to make homelessness rare and brief, starting with veteran and chronic homelessness. These cities and counties are fundamentally changing their approach and have committed to get to zero homelessness using real-time, person-specific data to work and use their resources wisely. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org. See if your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name and need? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness can't be solved. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too. 